And we're back with another episode of the Hockey Princess Podcast. I am your host, the Hockey Princess. Uh, Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whichever platform you are listening to this on. Um, And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections for me, feel free to shoot me a message via Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at the Hockey Princess Podcast, or you can send me a lovely email at thehockeyprincess at gmail.com. Today's a fun day! Um, cause I'm not rambling by myself. I got my, one of my friends, Catherine, if you want to say hi, introduce yourself. Hello. Yeah, I'm Catherine. I'm very new to hockey. <laughs> so I, I roped her in. Um, so we're going to talk about hockey for a little bit while we're making, uh, you know, friendship bracelets for the next season. Uh, so if you hear any noise like this. It's ASMR. Yeah, it's ASMR in here. Um, it is because we're making bracelets. But before we get into our stuff for this episode, got two little updates. The Rockford Icehogs signed Bryce Kindop for a one-year contract to the Rockford Icehogs. Uh, Bryce Kindop used to play for the San Diego Gulls, which is another minor league AHL team. Um, so that'll be a nice addition uh can see rockford's trying to you know bring in some decent veterans just because they have so many rookies coming up to rockford this upcoming season so just another one that makes sense and like i say every week rockford's gonna be really fun to watch this year which is nice because they were not that fun to watch last year um it was uh it was pretty pretty rough I still want to go to a game out there sometimes. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go when they're playing the Wolves um, because I'm just thoroughly intrigued to see the Wolves this upcoming year because they're going They're going to be an independent AHL team, which hasn't been done since the mid-90s. What does that mean? So most AHL teams, they're affiliated, um, kind of like, I'll put it in, with uh, AAA versus the MLB. Okay. So it's they're like affiliated with an NHL team, so they kind of just like you know send people back and forth. Right. Well, the Wolves are going to be like, no, we want to do our own thing. This hasn't been done since the mid '90s, and it's all like not clarified yet. That's so confusing. it's confusing. Um, that so was, there's no one that's gonna like they're not gonna send them up or down. It's just like the team is just the just team. The team, yeah, it's weird. weird. It hasn't been figured out completely, and that's what I talked about last week. Was like. Kind of what we know, but also we don't know a lot. But also, shout out if you go see a Chicago Wolves game this season. My boy Jake Elliott in the ticket department is amazing. Highly recommend getting your tickets from Jake Elliott at the Chicago Wolves. What? That I got a ticket rep guy? Yeah. He is amazing. <laughs> no. Jake has gotten me tickets the past two seasons, and it's never been a bad seat. And there definitely are a lot of bad seats in that building. Wow. Well, not, like, bad, but... Jake. So the United Center... Like, you know the United Center is, like... You have to, like, walk down the steps. Yeah. But the Allstate Arena is just a lot flatter. So you still have to walk down, but you're not... Like, if you're in the back of the 100 level, you're still not lifted up oh. a ton. So it's just the ice and then a lot of... Like, the other people in front of you are just way more of an obstruction than at the United Center. So, no, Jake will give you the hookup um, 
because there are some not great seats. There's pockets. Um, so, yeah. So, like most of these episodes, you know, before the season starts or before training camp starts, we don't have a specific category of things that we're going to talk about. Um, but like Catherine said, she's fairly new and has got some questions. So we're just going to fill this week with me answering some questions and, you know, hoping that it answers some of your questions or maybe it sparks a question that you have and also like I say in every week I'm not perfect I don't claim to be perfect so if I you know have an answer for something and it's wrong please tell me and I will come back next week and fix it yeah um so what sort of questions do you have about hockey I don't know I have a lot of just very basic questions probably (laughs) so I hope that's not boring (laughs) oh my gosh no but like okay all questions are good questions you told me there's a Western and an Eastern conference, but, like, what's the difference? Is it, like, football or, like, no? <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind of. Okay, so there's Western conference and Eastern conference. There's, like, 32 teams total. Oh, wow. So. 16 and 16. Well, not 16 and 16, but 16 and 16. Okay. Like, they're split. Um, The divider is kind of where we are right now. What's, what's that? So, because the, we are on the Western conference. So it's like a weird kind of zigzaggy sort of line slightly east of us. So like we are Western Conference, but Detroit is Eastern Conference. Ohio is Eastern Conference. So we're pretty close to the border. So it's us and then every other team to like California is Western Conference. Eastern Conference is, you know, that sort of zigzaggy line kind of right down in the Midwest the other way. God. They've got less, like, space, but they've got way more teams stacked up on top of each other because a decent amount of states in the Eastern Conference, like, New York has three teams. Mm. Pennsylvania has two teams. Mm-hmm. Florida has two. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But so, otherwise, is there, like, no difference between, like, the two categories? Like, they're the same? They're, no. They just got different teams. It's not like baseball where the different leagues are completely different and they never really play each other. The only thing is is Western conference teams are going to play the Western conference a little bit more. And so say for example, um, like the Chicago Blackhawks are going to play St. Louis a bunch of times Mm. home versus away. But when the Chicago Blackhawks play the Rangers, the Rangers will come here to the United center one game a year and the Chicago Blackhawks will go play at Madison Square Garden one game a year. Okay. Okay. So that's why there's not also not really a ton of rivalries between Western and Eastern conferences. It's more teams within your own division or other Western conference teams. The only time where, you know, you get a big rivalry between a Western conference team and an Eastern conference team is kind of if they've played each other multiple times in the cup like mm. back-to-back years sort of a situation um oh i have a question so yes. like when it gets to the cup does it have to be one eastern and one western yes so then how playoffs work is you know there's there's the top bit in the western conference the top bit in the eastern conference there's four rounds for the playoffs three of the rounds you play within your conference Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like 
like, picture the March Madness bracket. Okay. Like, you know, Western's on one side of the page, Eastern's on one side of the page. Yeah, yeah. You keep playing on your side until you get to the middle. Yeah. And then it's, you know, one team versus one team. Okay, so that's pretty much the same as, like... Yeah, like, this year it was Las Vegas versus Florida. Okay. Okay, I get it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, like, teams, then maybe this would be a good time to ask you about, like, the original six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. original six, because um, the NHL started in 1926, and it's going to be Chicago, Detroit... Toronto, Montreal, Boston, New York. Okay. And so that's why up until Detroit moved to the Eastern Conference, and there's also other layers to the Detroit-Chicago rivalry, Mm. that's also why there was such a huge rivalry between Chicago and Detroit for the longest time, because one, you're really close, you're playing a bunch, Mm -hmm. and you've been around the longest. So you've got the most beef. But there's also hundreds of other different layers yeah. of the rivalry between um, Chicago and Detroit. But that's also, like, you get Toronto and Montreal are the same way. Okay. Where they can't stand each other. The cities can't stand each other. The teams can't stand each other. And same with, you know, New York and Boston. But New York and Boston have, you know, sports rivalries New in Denver. every yeah. sport between yeah. both of the cities. Um, and then ever in, you know, the other teams have just been expanded since then. Some were, you know, a couple of decades after some were fairly recently. The newest additions would be the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. I know the Kraken. Yeah. No, we love the Kraken on the hockey. <laughs> I like the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> we're big fans of the Kraken here on the Hockey Princess podcast. Um, but, and then, so how they, you know, got their team is there was an expansion draft. Oh. And it was, like, the summer in the off season. So every team that was not, you know, Vegas had the ability to protect a limited amount of players. I believe it was, like, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else was kind of, like, up for grabs. Sort of, sort of situation. Vegas then could go in. Vegas had the ability to go to every single team and snatch a guy. That's really weird. There were some (laughs) players that you know there were some restrictions, like based on certain players' contracts, that they couldn't go in and snatch. Mm. But you know, Chicago had to like be like, okay, these are the people that we prioritize, and then we have to be okay with Vegas taking. One of these other guys. Why are they taking people? Because that's how they <laughs> built their team. Oh. I got so, it. Because there had to be a way for them to build their roster. Uh-huh. That wasn't just, just like. a whole bunch of newbies. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but it was kind of a bunch of newbies. Yeah. But it was, you know, a, a guy from Chicago, yeah. a guy from New York, a guy from Boston. And it was really cool because Vegas, you know, went really far their first year. Yeah. And there were a lot of players who, you know, were kind of unknown or didn't really shine yet. Hmm. That then they went to Vegas and they soared. That's cool. Like, I don't know. I, at least Jonathan March Assault was not on my radar before he went to Vegas. And then he was incredible. Um, That's cool. 
That's interesting. Like, oh, any particular reason why they decided they wanted to make another team? Or, like... I think there... I mean, there's definitely the interest. And I know one of the... I believe it was the same way for Vegas, but I know for a fact it was for Seattle, where they had to go and compile a certain amount of people that would guarantee to put down a deposit for season tickets. Wow. So there has to be, you know, X, Y, and Z things that they have to jump through with the NHL to make sure that, you know, the city's okay with mm-hmm. a team. There's a spot to build a stadium or they have the ability to, you know, like how the United Center is where, you know, the Blackhawks and the Bulls play at the same time or Mm -hmm. like in that same space. They have to make sure that, you know, they have the money for it and there's the interest in that city because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some cities that really couldn't care less if they had a hockey team Mm -hmm. because there is an interest or there's you know, another hockey team that's not too far and it could be right. pretty much the same sort of, like, demographic. No, that makes sense. Okay, 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 okay. Like, with, um, <laughs> the reason Milwaukee doesn't have an NHL team is because the Chicago Blackhawks made it so that there could not be another NHL team within X amount of miles. Seriously? And Milwaukee falls, it's like a couple of miles under the minimum. So that's why they can't have an NHL oh, that's team. That's kind of mean. But they have an Let AHL team. They have a minor league team okay. because they're in the same division as Rockford. They're called the Milwaukee Admirals. Um, but they're in the same division. They're not bad. I mean, for being Nashville's affiliate, I'll, you know, at least their city's nice. Um, Wait, they're Nashville's affiliate. Does that mean that they feed Nashville? Mm hmm. That's so random. Why wouldn't they have a team closer to Nashville feed them? We're one of the few. There's some teams where they are fairly close. The NHL then has to, like, go in and be like, yes, we want to, like... Or the NHL team has to be like, hey, Mm. we want you to be our feeder. I see. I mean, Chicago Wolves, they they used to... I mean, this year they're going to be independent. But prior to this year, they fed to the Carolina Hurricanes. Chicago Wolves don't feed into the Chicago Blackhawks. Rockford pl- feeds into so sometimes Rockford is still close too, though. Right, but some but sometimes location. You know, they are fortunate to have a team either in the same city or you know within a couple of hours. Sometimes they are super far apart. Mm-hmm. Well, like the thing I related to again is baseball. With like you yeah. have like the Scranton Rail whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry for messing that up. For the, Hey, for, this is a hockey podcast, <laughs> not a baseball podcast. For the Yankees. So, like, yeah. they're still fairly close to New York. Then mm-hmm. I just kind of assumed it was like that. Okay. Got it. Awesome. Anyway, <laughs> back to hockey. Yeah, right? back to hockey. Um, Can you kind of explain the point system to me a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, you're in your... Okay, so we have the Western and Eastern Conference. In those conferences, you've got divisions. So there's the Pacific. Mm -hmm. There's the Metropolitan. Or no, sorry. Metropolitan's in Eastern Conference. Oh, okay. So, but in Western Conference, you've got the Pacific and the Central. And then in Eastern Conference, you've got the Metropolitan and the Atlantic. Um, Is that just like North and South? (laughs) Kind of. It's just then another way to, like, split them 
to a smaller, like, group. Okay, yeah, and I get it, because it's still, like, regions. I understand. Yeah. Okay. I mean, baseball's the same, yeah. where, you know, they've got the two, and then in that mm-hmm. is a little bit. So, teams within your division, you are constantly playing, and you, I think I hate most of the people of the Blackhawks division. Um, so, point system-wise, you win a game, two points. Mm-hmm. Lose a game, no points. You go to overtime, each team gets one point. Automatically. Automatically. And then if you win in overtime, you get an additional. One point or two points? One point. Okay. So the most you can come out of a game is two two points. But if you at least, you know, push it to overtime, even if you lose in overtime, you're still getting one point. Wow. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good system. Not that anybody asked me. <laughs> but that, that makes sense. Okay, okay. And that's What's it. more confusing is when they used to, like, they don't tie anymore, but at one point they did. I was going to ask about that, but they don't tie. They don't. They don't. And they haven't for a long time. But, yeah, it's two points for win, one point for going to overtime, and then if you lose, you get nothing. Which is why normally when the, I mean, for the past couple of years when the Blackhawks have been bad, but at least they've gone to overtime, I'm always like, you know, a point's a point. I understand that a lot more now. I wasn't even thinking at all about, like, the overall point system. Like, I just was thinking about, like, them winning games and losing yeah. games. I, but that makes so then it sense. just... Okay. Cool, cool. Um, when it comes to the actual game... Yeah. I know about penalties. Like, I know that they exist. <laughs> yeah. And I know, like, fighting is, is a penalty. I know, like, high-sticking is a So, fighting penalty. is a penalty. But, like, what else is sticking I need more. There's cross-checking, which What's is that? when you take, like, the stick in your hands and kind of just mm, at that them. That seems like fighting. <laughs> yeah, but normally they're, like, up against the boards. Like, a... Like, if I just shove you with my stick. Like, against the wall? Yeah. That can be slashing. So, if I just, like, you know, kind of take my stick and give you a little karate chop on the top of your stick. seem necessary for the game. Um, (laughs) Tripping is a big one. Okay, but sometimes that's an accident. Sometimes it is an accident. Sometimes... You're pretty. We're getting a we're getting a player. His, or, I mean, we already have him, and I don't like it. His name's Corey Perry. He'll do that a lot. I'll show you. Ew. I'll show you. When it's not very Corey's. nice. Well, Corey Perry's not a nice guy. I like. <laughs> is it like okay? Again, sorry to go for another sport, but like oh, in football, awesome. you know, like there's pretty much always going to be a penalty. Like pretty much every play, it's kind of a given. It's just a matter of if you get caught. Is it supposed to be like that in hockey where they're, like, trying to tell people, like, just do what you can without getting caught? Or is it, or, like, do coaches, like, try to tell players not to? You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to get a penalty. Like, that's not a, like, thing that's supposed to happen every shift. Um, There's definitely some players that are better at disguising (laughs) bad behavior and getting away with it. And in turn, there's definitely some players who very embellishing's a one that comes up sometimes. What is that? Where you know somebody lightly taps oh, you, and you're you like, make a bit. <laughs> yes, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Like, but in turn, there's a lot of players that are very good at doing that, 
and then causing the other team to get a penalty. Okay, that's kind of funny. Jeff Skinner's one. He, I, he's in Buffalo, and he is fabulous at doing that. Like, a player will touch him, and he immediately goes down. And then once the ref is not looking, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. So it kind of just that's depends. Great. Okay. Um, also, and I, I call this the P.K. Subban rule because he was notorious for this, um, there's definitely a A-list players are usual can get away with a little bit more than everybody else. N- they're not completely off the hook, but you know, mm. is every penalty actually going to get called on them? No. Interesting. You're not putting Patty Kane in the box every single time he does something dumb. Maybe like you know. 75%. And that's not but, just him not doing dumb things as often. Like, you think he probably still does things as often as other people. No, because Patty Kane is amazing. No, I'm just saying, like, oh. like it's just, like, skimmed off the top a little bit where it's, like, he's not getting called for everything. Yeah. Where there's some players who will, like, step on the ice, breathe, <laughs> and then the ref is like, nope. Um, oh, and what's, like, the typical punishment for penalties? Penalties are normally two minutes. Um, with the exception, instigating is another one, because I'll get to Will that. Where you start a fight? Where you start the fight. So it's whoever drops the gloves first. So if you get into <laughs> a fight with another person, but they started it, then the other person doesn't get in you're trouble? You're both still going to get the oh. five-minute major to fight, because oh. if you're both like, drop the gloves, you know, okay. lights out sort of situation. But if the other person was like egging you on to an obvious point and they're the ones they like you know there's proof that the other person started it you're both going to get the five minute major but then they're also going to get the two minute instigation on top typically nhl really likes to be fairly inconsistent yeah with their um throwing out penalties so fighting is five minutes at least yeah Otherwise, i think my favorite was a Rockford Ice Hogs game, there was about 60 minutes of penalty minutes, which is the entirety Jeez. of a game. Um, he had a 10-minute <laughs> major and ejection for, and I quote, a sucker punch. Did he actually? Did you see Yeah, because it was Curtis Gabriel, who we love. We love Curtis Gabriel on this podcast. Yeah, he just fully lights out the guy. Because he's Curtis Gabriel. But he had a reason, because he's Curtis Gabriel. Okay. I love Curtis That's Gabriel. That's very interesting. He's the one that I tell you where, like, well, he's retired now, but, like, he puts pride tape on his stick, and he had the hot pink nail polish when he heard that some kid was getting bullied for wearing nail polish, and, you know, reads books on systemic racism with his mom, but, like, will break your face. But a violent ally. Yes. That's a little confusing. (laughs) I know, but we love, I just, I adore him, and I just wish him well in his retirement. Yeah, Um, I'm assuming your management classes, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, Wait, so does anything get you ejected from the game? And if so, like, what? Is it, like, multiple penalties in a row, or is it, like, more extreme stuff? Sometimes, sometimes if you go off on the ref oh, too sense. much for their liking, they'll send you out. Sometimes, you know, you get sent, maybe it's your second penalty of the game, you get sent to the box, and you are taking oh. forever to get to the box because you are just nonstop mouthing off in different places to the ref to the opposing bench like you're creating a distraction and you are holding up the game right you'll get ejected 
Is there, are um, there any, like, repercussions for that, like, beyond, like, obviously during the game? Like, do coaches or anything, like, get on people if they, like, constantly cause, like, penalties and stuff like that? Or, like, doesn't really matter? Like, is there any chance of them, like, getting rid of them? Or, like, I don't know how this works. So I'm just No, curious. not really, because normally, I mean, ejections aren't. Like, they're not happening every game. It's not like baseball where, like, they're just hap- they just happen yeah, quite yeah, a yeah. bit. Um, so I would assume normally, the coach wouldn't want to have players, like, constantly getting themselves sat in the... No, and most times players aren't getting consistently okay. ejected. It's, like... I don't want to say it's a rarity, but it definitely doesn't happen a ton where they're ejected. I think my other favorite ejection story was Peter Kuchikov, who was the starting goaltender for the Chicago Wolves. Uh, I can't wait for this kid to play in the in the NHL because he's wild. So he, I think he, he like scored his own like he scored a goal as a goalie on an empty net fully celebrated and then like celebrated on his bench and then started antagonizing the other bench. Oh um, and then he got ejected after his clinical thing. He didn't care. Um, I wouldn't care either. Sometimes like there was one where the Blackhawks were playing the senators last year and they were just constantly fighting and Alex Stalock was in net for the Blackhawks, and he just kept, like, mm-hmm. running his mouth constantly. This is, okay, this is the perfect description of, like, you have to play the scene well, and it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kept running his mouth, running his mouth. Finally, Brady Kachuk loses it and starts going after him. Oh, no. Brady Kachuk's the one that gets ejected, because Stalock made sure to, like, you know, not be super obvious about it. But then in turn, I believe a little bit later, I don't know if it was a couple of weeks or months, Alex Stalock got hit. This was at the end of the season. He got hit, and it wasn't called well. I believe it was either like a minor penalty or no penalty at all. And he consistently, for the next like 15 minutes, just ran his mouth to every ref during game break. And finally, the refs tossed him because like, he's like, here. we're done. But the thing is, is I don't blame him because Alex Stalock was on concussion protocol for a really long time because yeah. he had a really, really nasty hit at the beginning of last year um, because yeah. Sezikis can't skate, apparently, and, like, full head into the Oops. goalpost. Oh, that um, terrible. So he was on concussion protocol for a while, but, like, he got tossed just because he was running his mouth. So it really just depends on... Maybe it was the concussion. <laughs> Who knows? He also, like, had this thing where, you know, he was, like, blind part of the time. What the he had, heck? like, some ocular issue in his Shoot. head. Um, that sounds, like, pretty major. I don't know if yeah. he should even be on Well, now he's signed with Anaheim. He's awesome. He's a personality. Like, oh he'll, like, God. skate up to as far as he can and, like, play the puck. He's a weirdo. I like him. It's really funny. Um, what else you got? Okay, so... What is offsides? Yeah. So, offsides is... Is that a penalty? It's not a penalty, but the whistle is going to get blown, and they're just going to restart. 
So it is when the player, like say, you know, Blackhawks are playing St. Louis. So it's when the a Blackhawk player goes into the offensive zone before the puck is. They have to have the puck. The puck needs to cross the line before they do. So if they, they can't just like skate over into it before they before the, again they don't have the puck or they're like waiting for someone to give it to them. Well, most of the time they'll stand on the other end of the line and wait. Really, really close. So, but if they'll they, be really close, so when they get the puck, they can just go. As soon as they have the puck, then they're allowed to go over yeah. the line. It's just why is it called offsides? That sounds like a foot, like a yeah. It doesn't sound like... no. So it's when you know. So, so the Blackhawks can't park a. You know, a winger. Which makes sense. On the offensive, like, end. You know, like, St. Louis' side where the goalie is. The whole game. Just waiting for the puck. They have to be, you know, in the neutral zone. And that's why when you see them, they all kind of... They're not, like, clumped together, but they, they kind of, like, yes. flow from, like, one side to the other. Yes. I've noticed that. <laughs> yes. It is about the flow, and it's... I see, I see. Okay, but it's not a penalty. It's just, it's like... It's not a penalty. Well, it's what just... Happens? What, ref or ref is gonna blows, whistle, and then what do they do with that? Then, at that point? Um, then they just restart, and there's the dot oh, right outside. Okay. They're only some. T- they'll wave up their arm if it's like a little bit offsides, indicating to the players that like, like hey, you got to move. Yeah. But if enough time passes, or if it's you know a huge like it's glaringly yeah. obvious, then they'll just blow the whistle. And that's all it is. It's not Nobody like a penalty yeah. or anything. It happens like five hundred times a game. Does the it only give an advantage to the other team, like because of the stop or no? Yeah no. Okay. Um sometimes it'll give a disadvantage like if they were really, you know That's true. On the rolling going for it, but also, watch where your feet are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then icing is going to be the one that's yeah, similar to that, where it's not a, you know, a penalty. penalty. That's the word for it. But they are going to blow the whistle. And it's you. it really is. You just can't be by your goalie and chuck the puck to the end of the ice and it be fine. Oh, so, like, you can't like, it's hang to out pre- by your own goal? It's to prevent that. Like, so if, you know, you're in your end, uh, you can't throw it and just dump all the way to the other end of the ice or something of that mag, like something like that. Does it matter like if you're that. by the goal if you don't do that to the puck or you're not even allowed to be by the goal in case? No, you can be by the puck or you can be by the goal. You, you just, just can't, can't actually go. You just can't like for the whole there. other way down. You have to at least be in the like neutral zone. If you're going to dump the puck in, you have just have to be out a certain amount. And then it's fine. You just can't be on one end of the ice and just... You can, even, can you even, like, catch the puck, like, like where like when it goes out kind of behind and then just, like, go a little bit and then go? Or, like, do you know what I mean? Like, if, if like, the puck goes and swings around the back, for example. Then you can... You're you, allowed you can, to take it. But you you're just allowed to right take from it. there. No. And you can even be behind the goal mm-hmm. and, like, pass it to teammate. Got it, got it, got it. You can do that wherever on the ice. You can't just, like, hit it as far But as you can't can. just, you know, with no person in mind to retrieve it, just whoop and yeet it. 
<laughs> no yeeting allowed. <laughs> no yeeting allowed. That's really what icing is. And that also makes sense. Again, with the name, though. Like, icing, I'm thinking about icing the kicker. I'm in a different sport. <laughs> That's why like, we have this podcast. If they learn. had different names, it would make more sense. <laughs> it's my brain, but I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, and then I think my last major question yeah. was just about, like, the draft process itself. And I know you've explained this to you before, like, just... Yeah, between us. Before. What? But like, I kind of don't understand how it works. Like, okay, so wait, so, okay. Okay, so there are okay. people. There are people that like. There's a draft. Yeah. And then like, if you get drafted, but you said that doesn't necessarily mean that they are like you immediately start playing for the team if you're drafted. It just means you're drafted. It I don't just mean. <laughs> so it just please. means that you're drafted. Okay, so please explain. <laughs> so okay. And I'm not going to use Connor Bedard because Connor Bedard is a different situation right, and then entirely. He and immediately start playing. Yes, which is weird. Which is weird. Okay. Um, Blackhawks haven't had normal. you know that in a hot minute. Okay. Um, I'm going to do. We're going to use Savoie as a Savoie. Yeah, we are. <laughs> like I said, Samuel Savoie. We'll use him because okay. he's kind of a typical sort of experience, or it's like. Okay. process from draft to you know potentially playing in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He gets drafted last year. He did he did not, you know, sign anything. But the Chicago Blackhawks have a few years where, you know, he doesn't have to they don't have to give him a contract, but no other team can give him a contract. And that's a good thing for him as a player because because within the next couple of years, you have the potential to sign an NHL contract. Okay. And most of the time, if you get drafted by that team, you do eventually sign? Sometimes you sign with that team. Sometimes, you know, it could be, like, if if Savoie wasn't, didn't get signed in July, then once the couple of years are done, he's not under the Blackhawk umbrella the Blackhawks still could offer him a contract, or, you know, Columbus could. And he mm-hmm. is fully able to, you know, sign that. Or a contract down in Rockford. Any AHL team also has the ability to be like, hey, you want to come play for us? Okay, but he's not allowed to get drafted again. Once you're drafted, you rarely go through the draft process twice. You would have to be undrafted your first time. Okay. So you don't then just go through the draft again. So put this in like layman's terms, it's like if you get drafted, it just means like the team says, Hey, we really like you and like maybe soon we would like you to play for us, so we wanna like yeah. kind of put a pin in it and like We're like, interested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And most of the time then that means like in a couple of years In a couple of years they start moving up the ranks. It could be sooner. Like, Bedard is going to be immediate, like, yeah, done. A decent amount, those first round, that first pick is pretty quickly, you know, your fast track to be like, hey, you're Mm -hmm. going to the NHL. Bedard's the exception where, like, you know, we've known since he was, like, you know, 15 that he was going to be playing in the NHL immediately. Right. Um... And same for his cousin, Gavin McKenna, who I believe he will be playing immediately. Um, but, so you're under the umbrella of the Blackhawks. Nobody can touch you. 
mm-hmm. in yes. terms of NHL teams or even AHL teams. Okay. You are protected. And so then in the meantime, what do you do? In the meantime, depending on where you're at, so Savoie plays in the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, more specifically the Quebec League. Yeah. He was playing with them before he got drafted. He, you were fully able to go back to your team and still play in juniors because you were not handed an NHL contract yet. So he gets to keep his spot on the team he's already on. Yeah, you are fully able to go back and play for that team. You just can't then go play for an NHL team. So can he play for, like, any team in, like, the Canadian Hockey League in the meantime? Yes, but most – and sometimes, you know, they have trades of their own. Oh, man, this is getting complicated. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, he, you know, is in the Q League, in the Quebec League. Mm Mm-hmm. And can get traded, but he is still well within his rights to go play over there because, you know, he's still a Blackhawk prospect, hasn't signed a Blackhawk contract. They just have a lot of interest right. in him. Well, I would assume they expect the players to keep playing in the oh, meantime. Yeah. You have to, right? And it's, okay, maybe this will be a little bit easier. Most of them, I mean, most of the American players, are, that's when you go to college. Oh. So it's that you're, they're all like 17, 18 year olds. The draft happens when you're, right before you go to college. Yeah. And then. Or like after, depending on. But then if you go to college. The draft eligibility. Sometimes it's right before you go to college. Sometimes, you know, it's after your fresh, right after your, the summer after your freshman year. And you're just playing for your school. And you just go back to school. Oh, that makes sense. The Canadians go back to junior league. The Americans will go back to school. I mean, do the Canadians go to college too? I mean... Sometimes some... yes, sometimes not. I see. If you're in Europe, you go back and play the, with the team that you played with. Okay. And normally, those folks, with the exception of, like, you know, top draft picks, don't come over for a little bit. Hmm. Because you don't want to make that jump yeah, to yeah. come over until you have a guarantee of, like, you will be on the roster. Because okay. it's a new city, you don't know the language, and you don't know anybody. Most There's some teams that have, yeah. you know, a kind of like a safety net of a lot of players that, you know, are from that same country. Like yeah. the Blackhawks, like during the 2010, early 20-teens, mm-hmm. had a lot of Swedish players. So, yeah, you know, Swedish players are going to come over and they're going to feel, they're going to come over a lot faster and feel a lot more comfortable because, you know, you've got Nicholas Jalmerson, you've got Johnny Oduya, you've got Victor Stahlberg. There's people there. You're not the only person on that team that speaks your language and you don't know what else is going on. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. I guess, like, the only thing that confuses me about the draft is the fact that, like, it's not an immediate thing. Mm Because, like, again, with other sports... Sports, it is. It's just, like, it's, like, it's a sign that you're going to go start playing for them then, like, that that following season. So, like, do you have any idea why they do it that way? Or is it just, I think they're not developed yet. They're not as developed. It's more of, like, a... They're babies. Yeah. They're 17. Yeah, babies. Like, physically, they are not... Right. Where they need to be developed wise. So why don't you just have the draft happen in your twenties? Because there's still a ton of potential. There's still potential okay. in so everything. Like wants to get their hands on people right before they become like successful. Well, and I like... think a lot of teams too want to be able to control how these kids develop. Yeah. 
you know, in your 20s, you're set in your ways a little bit as far as skill. Mm-hmm. I mean, not completely, but to a, but you know, you're less set in your ways when you're 17 versus 21. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen between, you know, you're 17 versus 21. Right. Um, I don't know for sure, but that's always just how I've understood yeah. it. They're a little bit more malleable. Yeah. And, you know, the teams have the ability to be like, okay, this, is, this, this, and this is what you need to work on. This is what you need to do to get you there. Um, but everybody's different. Yeah. Get, getting back to juniors is a little bit. Right. When they go back to juniors is a little confusing. That took me a minute to, like, figure out because I'm like, okay, wait, what? So then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it now, though. I think that's clear. Thank you. Yeah. Think it's, like, it's not the equivalent of them going to college, but it's that same, like, you know, time period in their life. Do American players often actually get signed, like, once they graduate? Is that, like, typical time frame? Normally it's because it's three years. You're protected for three years. So you probably would want to... So you can sign... If you get if you sign before you graduate, what do you do? I mean, it doesn't mean you have to, like, quit college. You just can't play for your team anymore. So sometimes folks will just completely drop out. Sometimes folks, you know, will do the three years, you know, do the last year online or however. But everybody's different. Sometimes, you know... They will wait for that fourth year because um, they want to finish school. Most players, though, you know. Sorry, my cat's trying to eat a plant. Most players, though, when they're handed the contract, they're like, yep, okay, done. Because really, what are you going to do that fourth year playing-wise? Right. When, you know, you can go make a ton more money. I mean, that's definitely a very good point. I would have a hard time Exactly. Not wanting to do that. <laughs> so no, it's three years once you're drafted. So by so it's typically the summer after your junior year is the cutoff point where like either Chicago needs to give you an offer or you become free to the world. Is it called a free agent or is that just what I'm thinking of from another story? No, yeah. 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 It's the same. Well, yeah, free kind of. It's not Because like you weren't well. really signed to them but you just kind of become free to the world gotcha gotcha so did any of this rambling help clarify no it did a lot it did a lot i think it's i think it's a lot more clear now nice um yeah i'm I'm excited to go to some games heck yeah especially if you see a section 330 for we'll definitely be there for preseason because we need to see savoie um, Savoie! Yeah, or if you hear two crazy girls in the 300 level screaming, Savoie! It's us. Um, I'm very excited, and I'm excited to give out all of these friendship bracelets. Say, um, we have friendship bracelets. We have friendship bracelets. Please be our friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I think that's all that I had yeah. for today. Is that okay? I can come up with more questions. But. No, I think we're good. We've we've rambled for a bit. I'll always bring... I can bring you on for another episode. I'll if do you've got... it again. I'm just not sure how much I can contribute to the conversation, but uh, I did my best. Heck yeah. <laughs> this is like when I have crusty old guy on and I'm just like throwing questions crusty at them. Crusty old guy. Yep. 
All right. Well, I think that's all that we have. So, like I said, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at the Hockey Princess Podcast. Or you can email me at thehockeyprincess at gmail.com. Also, if anything I said today is incorrect and you want to correct me like crusty old guy does, please let me know. I would love to come back next week and tell you the correct things if I said anything wrong. Um, Also, make sure to, you know, like and hit that subscribe button if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I will talk at you guys next week. Bye. Bye.